Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, more and more Pittsburghers are growing native plants, and that's a good thing. They increase biodiversity, improve our soil, and help the bees. But for people who grew up far away, planting things like bananas, chayote, and other non-native, even tropical fruits and vegetables can give them something else, a taste of home. For our regular deep dive on local food, CityCast's Maria Carter and I took a field trip to meet a local grower at the Hilltop Urban Farm in St. Clair. It's Thursday, June 15th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. So my name is Rafael Vencio. Uh, I am the farmer of Amboy Urban Collective. So uh, it's my third year farming, and I'm still somewhat of a beginning begin, beginner farmer. Yeah. So what are we looking at here? So essentially, this is my plot here, and um, I have my own strategy of introducing Filipino ingredients and produce that I grew up eating, in tangent with like uh, what grows here well in our zone. Where did you get the name Amboy? Amboy. So <laughs> I'm laughing because Amboy is uh, more of like a slang in the Philippines for Filipinos. So we kind of use that word to associate someone who's been westernized. So essentially it fits me. So I was born and raised in the Philippines, um, became an immigrant. And typically that's what we would call an Amboy. So it's a portmanteau. Uh, American boy. So in my case, uh, I'm trying to promote my culture through urban agriculture. Sort of reclaiming it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I've seen so much emphasis lately on native planting and trying to emphasize, you know, what what has always grown in an area, you know, pre-colonization especially. Um, but you have a different sort of focus. You're really wanting to bring back as many of these plants from your native culture yes. as you can. What is that like to kind of have that different focus, to bring in those, those flavors that a lot of Pittsburghers are just not familiar with? Um, I mean, to me, really, that's more... One thing, it's pride for the culture. You know, I'm, uh, I really want to just kind of share that excitement that I have growing up eating these those foods. Uh, and the second part of that's what I'm trying to do as well is really just kind of invigorate the 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 palate and, and and everyone about being excited about what already exists that most people aren't familiar with. So um, I want to point out one thing that. I'm growing that might fit that description. So I'm growing pawpaws. Yeah. So pawpaws are like, it's a big thing. Where are your pawpaws? <laughs> Maria's excited. Uh, they're just coming out, so they have no leaves yet. But here, I'll, let me show you real quick. So I do have a perennial side in my farm, so some of them will grow um, 
they'll come back next year. But basically, a pawpaw is the only uh, fruit in our region that is a, a cousin of a tropical fruit. And surprisingly, it reminds me of a tropical fruit that I grew up eating. <laughs> so I'm trying to really just kind of capitalize on that kind of ingredient. Um, Wait, where is it? It's very skinny and tiny. What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's very. It's like a twig. <laughs> it looks like an eight-inch twig sticking ah. out of the ground. <laughs> but it started from seeds, so I'm very proud about how I managed to like really like. Wait, is that another pawpaw? Over it is. There? There's okay. another one too. So they're that com- one's maybe maybe ten to twelve inches. <laughs> they're coming back, so I'm I'm really proud of it because one. It, not only does it represent what I'm kind of like doing as a farmer, but I think on the backside of it, it shows a little bit more of like a personality and culture, you know? A tropical fruit existing in this hemisphere is very uncommon. And essentially, that a pawpaw is a tropical fruit. It's, it's the cousin of a tropical fruit. So I guess if you put myself in that kind of like light, I'm somewhat of a tropical fruit in a, <laughs> a non-tropical growing sea, uh, he- hemisphere. Yeah. But, I mean, bringing all of these tropical flavors here is also just personally very challenging. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, why, what drives you to do that, you know, to try to, like, incorporate those despite, like, obvious farming challenges with stuff like that? Um, I think that came in... That came in late in my career. Uh, before, I think I was so gung-ho on like trying to master cooking with French techniques. And then eventually, as I'm developing as a chef, uh, I, I realized that there is a different side of my career that I wanted to expose and cultivate. So that's where the, the tropical side or like, you know, like those flavors that I grew up eating really manifested. Um, I became more aware of like what my background was and how that integrates with our, you know, our culture here in our, our society. And I wanted to be part of that. Like I didn't want to just assimilate and uh, I just didn't want to just fade and forget about my past. So we have a famous saying in the Philippines, you know, those who don't remember their past will, will you know, forget their, will not be remembered in the future and, and such. So I didn't want to be forgotten. I didn't want my past to be forgotten. I wanted to introduce that and be part of, of the, the whole. So that's where basically uh, I started developing and cultivating my Filipino-American side. So I wanted to sh- share that to everyone. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, 
every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is certainly a farm, like a proper farm, but, you know, even for backyard gardeners, often they say start with what you want to eat. Yes. Um, yours is just a little bit more... A <laughs> hundred times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> a little more varied than, than other Pittsburghers. Yeah, like, how much of this is yours? I have about 60 rows of 50-foot uh, beds, and, um, and on this first one, uh, I've been trying to cultivate chayote, uh, which is a very common uh, South, uh, Asian ingredient and Latin American ingredient um, through history of colonization that's kind of like been spread out. This is my second year trying to grow it. It's never fruit, <laughs> but I'm really hoping that it does. So. Is that the vine here? It is. It's a little bit skinny. <laughs> and for people who don't know what it is, what can you describe? Chayote is actually of uh, so it's a group of gourd so and actually it's a cousin of a, a cucumber as well so it's a mix of both. Um, to me, the flavor of a chayote is like very floral, very fruity, kind of like um, not very strong or vegetal. It's really pleasant, you know, like just kind of mild tasting vegetable. Okay. One thing you do have here is another very tropical looking fruit behind you. I know. <laughs> It's it's kind of is that a banana tree? It is a banana tree. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, uh, essentially, my strategy to introduce tropical um, um, ingredients here was to try to kind of like work around the winter time. So, uh, I let them, I plug them in the ground throughout the year when it's warmer, and then come winter time, I take them out the ground and I bring them indoor. Uh, I started with several, but now I'm left with one. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it just shows you how much of a beginner I am. Um, <laughs> but essentially, my, my strategy in farming also is very minimalist. I don't, uh, this is a personal investment and I don't have that much to uh, really invest in. So uh, I try to use very little uh, resources and capitalize on that uh, to be able to execute something like that complex, you know. Eventually, I hope that that system can be more refined and I can extract something out of it, but it's a work in progress. <laughs> You've had a pretty lengthy local resume at this point. I mean, <laughs> Legume, Grit and Grace, Independent, Aubergine, mm -hmm. Barbotanico. Um, that's not a small thing. You've really contributed to the community. Thank you. Uh, I, I do, I mean, a lot of those work uh, that I uh, did here in, in Pittsburgh um, help shape what I'm doing with Amboy now. Um, my professional career as a chef really 
help translate that into farming. So even with me trying to really focus on Filipino culture and cuisine, I still complement that with you know the the rich farming history of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. Like Western Pennsylvania is known for to be a farming community and. That's what I bring in with my experience as a chef, as, as a chef, and it's really what helped me become a farmer. It seems like a lot of this is just like to find joy in the trial and error yes. of it all. Yes, yeah, I definitely. I think if it wasn't for cooking, I think it would have been harder for me to experiment on something like a banana tree. You know, it really my my career as a chef really helped me distill all those principles and discipline that I've cultivated to a banana tree. Can you talk about that evolution though? Like what it means to be able to see something that you've grown or tried to grow that you experienced as a child. Yes. It's it's so familiar and feels like home and then it's on their plate or you know in their basket at your stand at the farmer's market here in Pittsburgh. I think to me that's the excitement that I talk about when when we when you're connecting with someone um, who shares like maybe not the same uh, pathway that you're walking in but for me as an immigrant when uh, when I'm trying to introduce these foods or these ingredients that are indicative of my culture and somebody else uh, who is mostly also an immigrant and then just zone in on that one ingredient and they're just like all of a sudden you see that joy in them just seeing that because it, it really does bring a, a piece of home to where they are now I think that's the joy that I get uh, being on those at the farmers market and bringing these ingredients with me, is that when somebody who understands like how sometimes you get so homesick, you'd be surprised at what what one ingredient can do to you. You know, it just brings everything back and just like that that happiness that it brings to you, and that's what I connect with 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 the East Liberty Market. Um, a lot of the uh, the immigrants that, that, that come by there uh, would just like zero in on that one thing and like, oh my God, I grew up eating that and it's such a common thing. Like, I can't believe somebody else is growing it here. That's so rewarding. It's, it's almost indescribable what that feeling really is because to me, it's, you know, something that I've kind of like nurtured personally, uh, the enjoyment that I get out of it becomes more visible at somebody else. And, and like, you know, how do you like, how do you put value in that? That was Rafael Vencio. He's the founder of Amboy Collective, growing and creating at Hilltop Urban Farm in St. Clair. We had a little malfunction with our technology at the end of the morning, but Rafael's actually engaged in some pretty wonderful work feeding our LGBTQ plus community. This is how he explained how it got started. So I, I, I identify as a gay man and somehow I feel like I've never really been able to give back. Um, so I started this strategy called Kakampi, which is uh, the Tagalog word for ally. Um, essentially, I want to help by giving free produce to the LGBTQ community who might be a little bit, um, let's just say, food distressed. Yeah, not uh, insecure, but no. stressed. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes any person can, will, you know, sometimes we just don't have the capacity, you know, and I feel like when when they come to me and it's hard to ask for help and sometimes I could just feel that energy and I just and whenever I, I, I feel that I just I don't even think twice I just give them food and I'm just I feel like I should manifest that in a, in a more concrete way and Kakampi is essentially my way of doing that 
So if you want to get involved in the collective, because like Raphael says, nothing grows in isolation, you can find him and his produce at the farmer's markets in Squirrel Hill. That's Sundays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And in Lawrenceville on Tuesdays, 3 to 7 p.m. And of course, online at amboyurbancollective.com. A little news before you go. Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald has vetoed a bill to increase the base wage for county employees. The measure would have raised the minimum to $18 an hour starting next year, so 2024, and increased it to $20 by 2026. Fitzgerald says it violates the county's home rule charter that gives the county executive and manager authority to set their own wages. Supporters say the measure is needed so the county can compete for workers. They also point to Fitzgerald's support for a similar measure more than 20 years ago. The bill passed council 10 to 4, which is a wide enough margin to overturn his veto. Meanwhile, Pennsylvania lawmakers could be nearing a deal to raise the state's minimum wage. Lawmakers got super close in 2019, but Spotlight PA reports the difference this time is that a Republican has sponsored the bill. It would raise the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour and then increase it with inflation. The one thing that likely won't change, a ban on cities like Pittsburgh raising theirs. And Pitt researchers are looking at how TV can be a good influence on kids. WESA reports that researchers chose scenes from a popular TV show of kids hospitalized with lung injuries after vaping. They showed the clips to students at Arsenal Middle School and asked open-ended questions. No surprise, the students found the TV show more interesting than a lecture or presentation. Some students started questioning how tobacco companies market e-cigarettes directly to them, and others say they had no idea that vaping was bad for them. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a nice review, and make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Raphael, we actually just did a conversation last week about, about bananas. About I know we grow my Pittsburgh. neighbor with their banana tree, <laughs> and I'm delighted to find that there is another Pittsburgher. Actually, taking I was, a stab at bananas. We should start a group. <laughs>